Hey everybody, welcome back to Man Under a Tree with the Bible. Thanks again for joining. If you're joining for the first time, I do want to welcome you. And I do want you to consider going back to some of the previous episodes. We've gone through and completed a look at the apostles, pairing them up, and relating how ordinary they were, yet with Jesus they did extraordinary things in our Bible. And so the idea is I want everyone to be on the same page. So what we're going to do, we're going to get started with moving forward away from the apostles. But the foundation we set with the apostles is important. So if you want to go back, you can pause this one and go and listen to the apostles. Because the idea is that we're going to build upon learning how to be encouraged that we may be ordinary. But with Jesus in our lives, he's going to set us up to do extraordinary things like he did with the apostles and with the early church followers. So we're going to build upon that starting today. Let's get started in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And God, we just thank you so much for your word, how it encourages us, how it loves on us, how it allows you to dig into our lives and help us to love, to change our perspective in, instead of an inward-looking self. We have an outward looking self so that we can see others as you see them. God, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for just allowing your love to shine through us so that we can connect with others and we can embrace our differences and we can embrace each other in a spirit of love because you love us so much. You love this first and you created this. God, thank you so much for that. I look forward to, to gaining more knowledge, gaining more insight, helping, helping all of us make wise choices with that knowledge uh, so that we can better understand the world and we cannot be so frustrated with the world. God, thank you so much. And as we move forward with this knowledge and wisdom and understanding, all the credit, all the glory goes to you, God. Thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so, yeah, I want to build on the foundation that Jesus chose ordinary men and women to build his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And I want to continue the focus on how we are to be encouraged, that we too are Jesus' apostles, disciples. Go and make disciples of men. And so even though we're not identified in the Bible as such, we are being used today to further the kingdom. And I do want to point out that Jesus used men and women. Obviously, God <laughs> um, used Mary to birth Jesus, so incredible, right? So I want to, I really want to point out that men and women have been used and are continuing to, to be used uh, for God's kingdom. And it's so, it's just so amazing. It's so overwhelming. It's so just refreshing to, to take your Bible and just to apply it to today. It's not historical and it doesn't belong in the past. It's a living, breathing Bible because it's Jesus. And I want to focus on that it's so incredible how Jesus took these ordinary folks, used them, they're in our Bible, they teach us, he taught them, um, these stories teach us, and, and it continues to teach us. And I want, I want to really focus on how, I want us to think about how <laughs> Jesus taught them firsthand, right? Like he didn't grab them aside, put them in quarantine and say, hey, we're going to go in this uh, social distancing uh, room and classroom and I'm going to teach you everything that we're going to then go do. They went and did it and Jesus taught them firsthand, firsthand accounts 
Um, and it was not online either. <laughs> so I just want us to focus on how cool it is just to, you know, that, that our day in and day out lives, right? We're going to stumble. We're going to try to do our best, you know, like the apostle Paul, we're going to try to do our best and, 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 and do what the Bible instructs us to do. But sometimes we're going to have to get miss or sometimes we're misdirected and, and God's going to get us in the right direction. So I want to use all of those to encourage us. I, I have to just really be firm that our Bible is here to encourage us, to help us grow, to help us mature. And so let, let's get started. Um, because what I want to do is take the foundation of the apostles and now I want to use how Jesus taught them with his parables and with the firsthand accounts and with the miracles. And so we're going we're gonna to spend some time in these ep- uh, forthcoming episodes going through the parables, going through the stories, going through the firsthand, hand, literally hands-on learning that the apostles and the early followers of Jesus got to experience and it's incredible and it's so much fun to learn um because we sometimes we can be um overwhelmed in our circumstances and say i'm not ready or i don't understand or i don't know what to do and that's exactly when you lean on god god will show you the way it's a beautiful thing just like god be god and you be his follower <laughs> and just just pray and say, God, I don't want to do. I promise he'll tell you what to do. And so uh, Jesus gets them to learn firsthand, right? He gets them to look in the mirror and he, and he changes them. And uh, of course, they more than likely didn't have a mirror like we do now in every, every doggone room and building in, in the world. But um, they could see the reflection. They could see their changes and they could get cleaned up. And so Jesus got to show them Sometimes that what they, you know, believed in or what maybe what their expectations were, were just a bit out of line. So what I want to do is I want to, you know, encourage us and I want to refocus our expectations, you know, on expectations on what the Bible is going to teach us, how it's going to teach us, how it's not going to get us all cleaned up and ready to go to church. Right. You're just going to become a follower and you can still be a little dirty. You can still have not washed behind your ears. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Go to church. Attend church. Be part of a home group. Um, do social distancing. Wear a mask. Do it online, however it is. But don't wait to, to believe that you're cleaned up and ready for, for Jesus. Jesus is in your life. He's willing and ready. Knock. All you have to do is answer the knock. Okay, so what, I've, what I, I'm hoping that I'm setting the table for is that we are we – are, not to set unrealistic boundaries on God or what God can and cannot do, to, you know, maybe for us or through us. Uh, just, just let God be God. Let, let's, let's take down all the barriers on, on um, I'll never, you know, you know, I don't understand what God's doing in my life because uh, like Moses, right? Uh, I have a, a stuttering speech pattern or I'm shy. Uh, I don't know what God's doing because uh, I don't have any influence with the people around me, um, Right, we we've learned from already in on on the previous episodes that God's going to use people and stretch them and grow them, and so I want Him to do the same for all of us. So I don't want to set unrealistic or or or, or boundaries. I want to have us drop the boundaries that what God can or cannot do for us, what problem He can rid or not get rid of, what um, what area of growth or what miracle uh, he can or cannot perform for us or through us or, or for our loved ones or, or what kind of a task might be too big or too small 
for us. Uh, I really wanna get, just get rid of all those boundaries right now. So guys, right now, take a minute, deep breath. Let's drop all those boundaries because I mean, God made the world and everything you see and touch and all the things you don't see and don't touch. So there's no boundaries for God. And so what I wanna do is just get rid of all the unrealistic expectations that there are boundaries for God, which there aren't, or that there are or are not boundaries for us because there aren't. We put them up and they're unrealistic. And really at the end of the day, when we put upon ourselves or others, especially our loved ones, unrealistic expectations, aren't we really just setting ourselves up to fail? Yeah, I'm gonna slow down and, and get you to think about that. If we set up expectations beforehand, couldn't we possibly be setting ourselves up to fail and those around us? So maybe we can just maybe not have those expectations, especially lofty expectations. I'm not saying don't plan. <laughs> I wanna stay balanced, plan's okay. It's the expected outcome of the planning, right? Because you may or may not know what's in your future. God can show you, so I don't wanna say you won't ever know. But my point is, right now is the present. That's why it's a gift. When we set ourselves up for unrealistic futures, that could lead to disappointments. So let's be careful. Let's not set ourselves or our loved ones friends and neighbors up with unrealistic expectations. And so I'm so glad you guys asked all the great questions because you might be saying, what are, what are you talking about, Ken? I never do that. And I know you never do because you're amazing. And thank you for listening. Basically what I want to relate is I know firsthand what it's like to have unre unrealistic expectations in a job or, or marriage or friendship. And you know what that definitely leads to? It leads to disappointments, right? Because things or people let us down. And then that leads to resentment. And when resentment reigns in your heart, faith doesn't thrive in your soul until you have something much more powerful. God has to take control because you're a bitter and angry and resentful person. You've set yourself up and all the people around you, your job, your marriage, your finances, other choices and friendships and associations, you set them up for expectations that are unrealistic, maybe, or unattainable. And so what do you do? You become angry, bitter, sour. It's not how God teaches us. And I'm so glad you're thinking to yourself, how does God teach us? Our Bible's full of these stories, and I just have a few. So let's get let's jump into our Bibles and let's see how Jesus handles his disciples having unrealistic expectations. And I want to mention that I want you to think about how Jesus handles his disciples having unrealistic expectations. And I'm going to change that word because I can't say it. That's three times I've stumbled over that. Um, but I'm not going to focus on stumbling. I'm going to focus on pressing forward. And I hope you guys caught that I used the word how Jesus handles, not handled, because you're right. The story is in the past, and I probably should have used past tense, but you know what our Jesus is doing? He's handling it now. So I was correct in saying how our Bible is going to show us how Jesus handles expectations because he handled it in the story I'm going to tell, but he's handling it right now for you and me.
Do you get it? <laughs> Do you? I hope so. I hope it, I explained that correctly. Are you sure? Because Jesus works for your good, my good, now. He's handling it now, present tense. Okay, let's move on. I, I came across this saying, and I, I gotta throw this in before we dive into our Bibles. Expectations are like premeditated resentments. You see, expectations accumulate like stains on a white couch, appearing, appearing without us knowing when or from where they originated. So we don't even know sometimes where our resentments come from. It's like a white stain on the couch. No one's going to say it or claim it. Own it or claim it. And so I just want us to think about, you know, how we set expectations up. Because basically we're trying to predict the future. Okay, let's dive into Peter getting a reset. <laughs> and I love learning how Jesus handles Peter because it's amazing. I mean, he names him Peter because he's the rock and he's already done so. So this is, this is Jesus teaching the rock how to be the rock. And I love it. Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 and 23. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took, us, took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are, are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. <laughs> wow. First, I can't imagine telling Jesus, who I would know that he's the son of God, how to rebuke him. <laughs> I don't, so Peter's a pretty amazing guy. Um... Pretty bold, to say the least. And how great is our God, Jesus, that he, he, has to, he has to fix Peter. He has to help him. He's got to teach him. He has to say, Peter, your mind is set on things of men and not on God. Wow, so important for us. Because we can do the exact same thing. So before we get too haughty and we think that Peter was a little bit silly, this Bible these verses are for us to learn. <laughs> Peter's in heaven right now with Jesus, right? And so this Bible's for us to learn from, not to poke fun at Peter for being a little bit, well, a little bit Peter. So, you know, I get it, right? Peter expected Jesus to take out the Romans and the religious leader, the Jewish religious leaders, and Peter's expectations were out of line with God's will, right? Uh, Peter was wanted to disrupt Jesus being crucified, which that's God's will. That was God's will for Jesus. So he could be set as an example. And this is God's will for Peter to be set as an example. This is God's will for us to learn from these examples. I hope you're following along. I hope you allow that to sink in. Because it was a tough, I could not imagine how tough a lesson it was for Peter to learn. And I hope you realize it too. That it's for us to learn as well. We have to be in line with God's will. 
attaching can guys. We have to let God be God, can be can, and you be you. And pray and honor God. Say, God, I will follow. Continuing on with our next story from Jesus teaching his disciples and teaching those around him. This was this is one of those around him because this is the same chapter, Mark chapter 10. This is uh, just before Peter gets rebuked. I wanted to bring up Peter first. And now we're going to go to the rich young ruler who's not even named. And you will find out soon why we don't even know his name. This is Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 22. Now, as he was going out on the road, this is Jesus. One came running, knelt before him and asked, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life. So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. You know, the commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus looking at him, loved him, bold that, underlined it, find it in your Bible, Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Wow. There's a lot in there and I'm, taken aback by the foreshadowing of Jesus telling him to take up his cross because Jesus has not been set to be crucified yet. But of course, Jesus is God and he knows it's going to happen. I'm astounded that we don't know the young rich ruler's name. He had a choice and he didn't follow. What are we going to do when we are asked follow Jesus? Or what are we doing now when we have already been asked to follow Jesus? Okay, let's let that sink in. I got one final set of scripture for you. And it's continuing on right where we left off. Mark chapter 10, verses 23 to 31. Hang in there with me, guys. This is the last one. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, There is no one who has left this house, left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels 
who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Wow. Jesus teaching his apostles, his disciples, firsthand, rebuking Peter, trying to teach the young ruler, the rich young ruler, and now reaching out and explaining the kingdom to his followers. We too must follow. We too must not be caught up in the world, our flesh, inward looking. We too must be encouraged just to follow Jesus. To take these beautiful stories in our Bible and apply them to our lives now so that we can push forward through these tough times. These times where it seems like you don't want to push. Well, how about this? Call out the Jesus in prayer. Let's do so now in our wrap-up. Now, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and Lord, we just ask you so much for our humble thanks is just shouting out to you. We thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us and growing us and building us up and making us stronger, using us in your kingdom work. God, it's just so amazing to take what we can learn from your Bible, how you wrote it for us. It's not history. It's not old. It's a book of love, your book of love to us so that we can read it, take it, live it, absorb it, share it with others in love. God, we give you all the glory, all the credit. And everyone said, amen. Okay, guys, until tomorrow, bye-bye. Mm-hmm.